This is a 20 by 70 podcast extra. If you're someone who, like us at the Committee of 70, expects more from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and Washington, D.C., then subscribe to the 20 by 70 podcast on the Apple Podcast Store or wherever you go to binge great audio. I'm David Thornburg, President and CEO of the Committee of 70, Philadelphia's longstanding advocate for better government, better politics, and more engaged citizens. We have a primary election coming up on May 21st, and there are a lot of folks running for city council, the office of city commissioners, judges, other citywide offices. And the way we look at campaigns is it's a job interview. So in that spirit, uh, we've been interviewing candidates for city council and the office of city commissioner. And I'm here uh, with Mara Bohannon, who's running for uh, city commissioner. And we're going to spend a couple of minutes talking with her about her uh, past, present, and what we what she hopes will be her future as a city commissioner. So, Laura, thanks for, for being with Thank us. Thank you for having me. First question, which is particularly important for this office. Most people have no idea that it exists mm -hmm. or what it is. So, in your view, what is the job and why are you running for it? So I think, um, you know, you're absolutely right. As I've been going around um, Philadelphia, the first question I get is, well, what is this? Um, and I think the office is charged with, you know, obviously the managing of elections, but also engaging voters so that people show up for elections. And I think that second part in particular, but also a little bit of the first part, has been problematic in the last few years. And um, I think with my project, uh, management background and my communications background that I'd be suited for both elements of that. Um, when I went into the voting booth in 2018, it was the wrong ballot. So for two and a half hours, my neighbor's votes didn't count because we were voting for the wrong state rep. Um, and that's really what spurred me to look into running for this office. Mm -hmm. um, we can't afford any mistakes on election day. And um, there's mistakes throughout the city where people's votes aren't counting. And I do think that you know, I can I can do a better job at, than what's being done right now. Right. So you pointed out there's kind of a, one big part of the job is making sure that, as they say, the trains run on time in exactly. May, May and November, mm -hmm. uh, and that that all doesn't always happen. So, um, and then that there's a larger issue of turnout and why people do or don't come out to vote. So, just talk about that a little bit more. What what's your version of uh, how those two um, work together, the way that the elections run and people's willingness to come out and vote. Any particular ideas about how to increase turnout or to make the system work better? So I'm a single mom from North Philly and I share a lot of uh, similarities with other um, working families in the city where you know we're thinking about how to you know pay for the grocery bill, keep the electricity on, and voting is an afterthought in many cases, if a thought at all. Um, I think that I can really reach people, reach the non-voters, um, as well as, as the pre-voters, kids um, about to turn 18, to show why it matters, especially in, in these municipal elections. Uh, local elections have a lot greater influence on the day-to-day -day life of Philadelphians. And if we're in the communities where people are, not just at um, political events, not just at ward meetings, because those people are more likely to vote, but at um, block parties, at community events, at churches, at um, you know where Philadelphians are, we can begin to get people to understand why voting twice a year every year is important. Yeah. What's the most effective message? What works? 
beyond, um, you know, it's important and it affects you. So it needs to be targeted to different groups. You know, some people in my neighborhood, the stadium, um, the Temple Stadium is a major issue right now. And my neighborhood doesn't have a great turnout. But if we did, maybe the people who represent us would have a, a faster decision on that issue than, than what it took. What is, do, do you recall what turnout was, uh, say, last fall in your, uh, your ward and your division? Last fall, I, I'm sorry, I don't have the specific number at the top of my head, but it, we were, if not the lowest turnout ward, the, in, the, in the bottom two or three. So here's a, here's a question for you. Should ward leaders be held accountable for turnout in their ward? I believe that um, it's more about getting people involved and getting people to work together to you know, increase turnout everywhere. It's not so much you know, a slap on the wrist, but looking at the lower turnout wards and say, what can we do together to, to increase turnout? Mm -hmm. So uh, other folks have suggested that part of the job is uh, you carry a, an agenda for change to mm -hmm. Harrisburg. Yes. Uh, does that factor into your sense of the job? And if so, um, what, what kinds of issues would you put in your uh, agenda? Yeah, I absolutely think that um, we should be uh, working with Harrisburg to discuss um, decreasing barriers to voting, open primaries, I think is a great idea. No excuse absentee ballot um, is, would actually be my, my first priority with Harrisburg. My, um, my first job out of college was an education lobbyist. And I know lobbyist is a, is a dirty word, but um, I really learned how to build coalitions and you know, working with uh, commissioners across the state would get our voice from Philadelphia heard because Harrisburg doesn't, doesn't pay a lot of attention to us right now. Yeah. Have, um, so uh, no excuse absentee uh, ballots and uh, what was the other one? Uh, um, open primaries, open primaries right. same day voter yeah. registration. There's a lot of issues, yeah. you know, in that in yeah. reducing barriers. Yep. Uh, part of the challenge there isn't it that uh, that when we talk about doing those things on behalf of Philadelphia, that it it changes the balance of power around the Commonwealth. Right. because this is a heavily democratic city. So how would you blunt that or how would you work around that or how would you own it? So I think if- I mean, the sort of sense of like, this is a conspiracy, you folks in Philadelphia are trying to gin up democratic votes to, you know. Right, turn PA blue would be one reason um, as we saw in the last presidential election. But um, I think uh, working with uh, commissioners in redder parts of the state in, you know, building a coalition of rural and urban and suburban um, commissioners can get that message across. Okay. Let me um, talk a little bit about what you have done. Mm -hmm. uh, and maybe I'll start uh, just by asking, since it follows from the last thought, do you have experience working in Harrisburg on similar kinds of issues or is your you talked about being a lobbyist at some point. Was that more national? Level? I was um, based in D.C. Uh -huh. um, for that. So, no, I, I don't work. I haven't worked directly with Harrisburg, but the lessons from that can apply. Okay. So, more, more generally, mm -hmm. you're, uh, we'll presume you've had a satisfying and, uh, uh, and important to you career. So, so, tell us about what you've been able to accomplish, what you sort of dug into, what are you most proud of that translates easily to this uh, role? So I've really worked in a variety of jobs with a um, focus on communications and project management. Um, I've 
like I said, I was a lobbyist and that was building coalitions around mitigating um, No Child Left Behind. I worked for bilingual migrant education students and addressing issues with, um, you know, testing in English versus ESL um, testing accessibility. That can translate directly into making voting more accessible, um, both in a language um, aspect, the information coming out of the office should be in languages that all Philadelphians speak. And right now it's not um, as good as it could be. Um, and then accessibility, uh, you know, I was working uh, on the reauthorization of the Individuals with Disabilities and Education Act and taking those uh, lessons to improving accessibility for um, Philadelphians with disabilities. So where have the commissioners in near, uh, you know, in the near term, last few years, fallen short in terms of uh, access to people with disabilities or people with language barriers? Um, well, right now, the uh, I'll start with the language. Um, I think one of the easiest ways uh, to improve on what's been done is translate the website into to more languages and with better translation. Um, I don't speak Spanish, but um, I've heard that it's a very poorly translated site into Spanish. Um, and any information out to voters should be um, you translated to the languages that Philadelphians speak. For disabilities, it's or for accessibility issues, it's a much broader uh, problem. Less than 20% of voting uh, polling places are accessible. And the new machines were not ranked highly by the um, ADA. So while I'm not sure how much um, I can change the voting machines, as we know that's an ongoing problem. Um, just addressing the issues that they cause and making voting more accessible right. by um, updating polling locations. You, you mentioned it, so let's talk about it a little bit more. The commissioners uh, back in late February, yes. the current commissioners approved uh, a new uh, uh, voting machine, in theory to be uh, available in this November, mm -hmm. uh, following a mandate from the governor that says we have to do something because our machines are not as secure as they could be. Right. Uh, a lot of controversy around that decision. Uh, so w where are you on that? What would you do about it? Is it too late? So I, I don't like the machine that they chose. I think that I prefer the optical scan um, machine, but I don't believe that any machine would make everybody happy. I'm more upset with the process that it was rushed. Um, there was very little communication with stakeholders that even when the state auditor general and the city controller were yelling that this, this process is a problem, it was pushed forward. So I would like to increase transparency of the office and so nothing like that happens again, especially when we're talking about tens of millions of dollars at stake. Um, Let me just push you on that for a second. Sure. People talk about town, town hall meetings or community or you know community meetings and so forth. Like, what's the best way to do that? Like, here's a, here's a decision. We have to make a decision. There are people out there well, talking about how it was done, there was le there was a, just the minimum for the Sunshine right. Act to get the meetings out, and committee members didn't know about it except through a Facebook post that wasn't from the commissioner's uh -huh. office. So it's about communication at the at the uh, the ground of it. It's um it's about getting um people to know that these decisions are happening from the start, not at the very end of the process. And it's, like I said, going to community meetings, being there, and if more people are aware of the office, which is 
one of my goals, more people will be aware of these community meetings. Um, I think that the, the commissioners should hold meetings throughout the city as well and at different times, um, you know, the getting to City Hall or on um, Delaware Avenue right. is not convenient to most yeah. of the city. Yeah. So let's fast forward. It's now 2023. Let's presume you, you, you won. Uh, you're, you've been elected. You're interested in getting reelected. You know, April 23, looking back on your four years, what would you be able, what would you like to say that you had accomplished in that uh, period of time? Um, I want to, I, this is vague and I'll, I'll go into it a little more, but I want that uh, to have a confidence in the election system that I don't think is there. And so that, how, how do you measure that? I think turnout's a big thing that, you know, if people are aware that we vote twice a year every year, and if uh, the commissioners, and I would be one of them, out in the community um, showing people how to vote on the new machines um, and in recruiting and training poll workers who know what to do when something's wrong and catch mistakes early on. So it's not two and a half hours of people voting on the wrong machine, on the wrong ballot. Um, we're making less mistakes. We're delivering Philadelphia um, votes in, and we're confident in what those results are. We've noticed that there are jurisdictions around the country that do, in our view, a much better job of reporting after the fact how we did on election day. Mm -hmm. So uh, I'm, I'm guessing based on what you just said, you'd support some kind of an after action report, you know, a month after the election, the city commissioners stepped forward and said, here's how we did, wait times, absentee ballots, exactly. et cetera, et cetera. And publicizing the problems that we ran into as well as the successes so that those are out in the open and can be addressed for the next time. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. Uh, it's a big job uh, and particularly made more challenging by the fact that as we said at the outset, not a whole lot of folks understand what it is. Right. Um, but uh, thanks for joining me. Thank uh, you very much for having me. And uh, best of luck to you out on the trail as we wished everybody. So uh, <laughs> thank you. Okay. Have a great day. Okay. So uh, again, David Thornburg uh, from the Committee of 70. We have a primary election coming up May 21st. Make a plan now. I encourage your friends, neighbors, relatives, family uh, to make a plan as well. If you want to get more in-depth on the candidates, the issues, and the logistics of voting, go to our world-class voters guide, nonpartisan voters guide at 70.org. Uh, also, you can download our WeVote app uh, from the App Store or wherever you get your favorite app, and that will put everything you need in the palm of your hand uh, to be a super voter on May 21st and beyond. Thanks again, Maura, for joining me, and we'll see you at the polls. Hello from Studio C70 at the Committee of 70. My name is Patrick Christmas, and next month we got a big election for the city of Philadelphia. May 21 is primary day. Huge election, huge primary, judicial offices on the ballot, city offices on the ballot, mayor, city council, row offices. One of those very important row offices is city commissioner. Uh, elections are like job interviews. The candidates are like the job applicants, voters like the hiring committee. And we have one of the job applicants for city commissioner right here, Luigi Borda. Hi, folks. Luigi, Luigi welcome, Borda. sir. Thank you for having me. Thanks Pat. for coming on. We only have 15 minutes, so we're going to jump straight in. Uh, what's your understanding of the job of city commissioner and why are you running for it? Okay. Job of commissioner is uh, we're tasked with getting voter turnout and managing the elections. We're really lucky in Philadelphia. We're the only big city in America that has an elected commissioner's office. And why, why I want to run for office? Okay. Mm -hmm. And the, the way I see it, 
Uh, Philadelphia has a systemic problem with voter. Voter turnout is low, and that's the biggest problem with the office. I think uh, schools and teachers are uniquely positioned to stem that and make a healthy cycle moving forward. And I have a plan that will get voter turnout up and help Philadelphia in all aspects of government. Mm -hmm. So, you know, let's talk just a little bit about you real quick. So, you know, you're, you're currently a teacher. Yep. Um, could you talk also, you know, about your, not just your professional background, but your, your civic and political background as well, and how you think that'll translate well into being a city commissioner? Because I know okay. like elections are not a new thing for you. Uh, I'll, 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 I'll <laughs> talk a little bit about myself first. I came to this country as a little boy. Mm -hmm. I, I'm an immigrant from Italy. I, um, I went to Central High School. I met my wife on the subway. She was going to Girls High. And when I was 18 and graduated from Central, I gave up my Italian citizenship in order to vote in Philadelphia for the first time. I, I became a teacher. I've been teaching in Philadelphia for 30 years. Uh, seven years ago when um, Corbett uh, mm -hmm. cut our budget and the, the, the house in Harrisburg, I ran from 440 to Harrisburg in order to fight the budget cuts. Mm -hmm. uh, what I learned during that run, it took me three days, was that I think during my lifetime, Philadelphia, is, I'm sorry, Harrisburg is not going to truly care about our children, our schools, or quite frankly, our city. And part of that reason is we don't tend to vote too much. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that systemic problem with voting causes uh, Harrisburg not to, uh, well, to disproportionately fund our schools and not worry about mm -hmm. us affecting voter turnout. Mm -hmm. So at Philadelphia, and I'm sure, Pat, you know this, but I don't know if everyone out there knows that uh, a big election three years ago, uh, two million people voted in Pennsylvania, and yet the margin of victory for the presidency was 44,000 votes. Mm -hmm. 365,000 Philadelphians didn't vote in that election. Mm -hmm. A lot of people got more civically involved. Everybody's involved. Last primary election, only 17% of us turned out. Mm -hmm. So two years after that election, we still have an abysmal record in a primary. Mm -hmm. In a city that has seven out of eight Democrats, our primaries are our elections. I think everything comes back to education. And it's funny, on Fridays we do a current event lesson. Mm -hmm. okay, it's who, what, where, when, and how. Right. Okay? I think a lot of Philadelphians don't know who, what, where, and how with the elections. We don't mm -hmm. know who's running. Mm -hmm. We don't know how to vote. We don't know why they're running. And it's because I think our, our, our commissioner's office isn't doing an, a good enough problem reaching the people who didn't vote. Okay. Mm -hmm. Does that answer your question? Yeah. So, and so your turnout is clear. That's, that's a big part of your platform. So mm -hmm. can you talk about like, what, what would that look like if, if you're a city commissioner? Are you, are you engaging in that, in that turnout, uh, you know, programming as a, as a democratic city commissioner or as part of the, the county board, which is both democratic and Republican that's overseeing a, our elections? At, that's at, a great a question. I, I think the commissioner's office should get people to the polls. Okay. I think we should leave it up to the politicians mm -hmm. to get, uh, get you to vote for she or he. Mm -hmm. So uh, we have a two prong approach with the, the commissioner's office. The, the education part would be immediate and long-term. The immediate plan would be to make a voter turnout division mm -hmm. in the commissioner's office, mm -hmm. where we break the city into five regions. Uh, we've started recruiting uh, two years ago, well, four years ago, I ran for committee person. Two years ago, we, uh, we looked through all the people who applied for committee positions, mm -hmm. 1,690. Mm -hmm. We found out 172 were educators. Mm -hmm. So we were able to get 172 approximately, and that's not retired. So I'm, we could say it's over 200. Mm -hmm. So we think by using teachers and getting a program called Philly Civics 101 in the classroom, we've gotten, can I show you a problem? Yeah, please. A teacher always has their visuals. We went to, <laughs> we went to City Hall and we got 
uh, council people on board to teach 10 simple lessons on how to be a good Philly voter. Now, this is a word map. Now, Pat knows how many, word, how many words are there, Pat? 66 geographic words. Good. There's 66, but it's actually 69 because the 39th, mm. the 40th, and the 66 mm -hmm. are split mm -hmm. in A, B. Mm -hmm. Pat knows that. He just didn't want to say it. <laughs> so our teachers are in 64 of these wards. Uh -huh. So a lot of people don't know that. So when I became a, uh, a committee person, I used to introduce myself to politicians. Mm -hmm. Hi, I'm Luigi Borda. Mm -hmm. And they would look right past me. They'd say, that's a middle-aged man who talks a lot. Now I say, hi, I'm Luigi Borda, 2615. Mm -hmm. That tells you. What does that tell you, Pat? That you're a committee person. Good. Now, all of a sudden, I represent three, four, or 500 votes. Mm -hmm. Now he's smiling, and he's paying attention. <laughs> I think we should all in the city know our first thing, our ward and our division. Mm -hmm. We need to take city hall. I'm, I'm sorry. We need, to take, we need to take the commissioner's office outside of city hall and bring it into the communities. We, we think we should have five of these in the city. That's uh, Councilman Curtis Jones looking and pointing to his word because he knows his word, right? Mm -hmm. Well, we, on Saturday, we went to Point Breeze mm -hmm. for a 5K with Kenyatta Johnson. We went to Fishtown for a 5K with uh, Councilman Squilla. Then we went to Nicetown with Ivan Robinson, a former Philadelphia boxer. Mm -hmm. And when we get there, we explain to people the voting system. And then the first simple lesson is, where's your ward and where's your division? Mm -hmm. Because if, if, if we can get everyone involved and knowing simple things like that, the who, what, where, when starts to fall into place. Mm -hmm. So you know, another uh, you know issue that, that has come up a lot. Turnout has, has certainly been mentioned by a, num a number of candidates. Another issue, uh, quite high, pro high profile and a bit of controversy around it this past year, is the selection of a new voting system, right? Um, which I know that you've been following closely. You know, can you speak to you know the particular system that was that was chosen? Uh, you know, that the process that that drew some um, drew some drew some, scru some scrutiny. And how you would guarantee to Philadelphia voters, you know, if, if you're a city commissioner, that our elections are secure and, and that the process has integrity? And I think we should consider as a city to overturn that decision okay. and we need paper marked ballots with a backup system. Mm -hmm. I was surprised I went to both open meetings and I was mm -hmm. surprised that uh, almost every single person mentioned that they didn't think it was a good idea including the uh, attorney general and uh, the oh, the city controller, city controller there, exactly mm -hmm. and yet they still did it. It seemed mm -hmm. really rushed mm -hmm. and uh, this is one of the reasons why people become disenfranchised in voting, okay? Uh, for instance, I'm a super voter, and I've gotten probably eight things in the mail in the last five days. Mm -hmm. uh, people who don't vote are not going to get those, mm -hmm. okay? So when we lack the education and with regards to why these things are important, then it, the systemic problems keeps coming around. Mm -hmm. So I definitely think we should revisit the machines. Mm -hmm. We should find out. Uh, which machines are working in other municipalities, mm -hmm. and just like basically finding out what's working and then applying it here. Mm -hmm. So, you know, another major issue in election integrity are the, are the folks on the ground actually, you know, running our elections. You know, in that firehouse, in that rec center, these are, these are the poll workers. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's a challenge across the country, not just the state, but the country, in, in recruiting these folks, retaining them, and and preparing them to do the job on election day. You know, can you speak to you? Know, what do you think the biggest um, uh, you know, issues are with, with poll workers in, in Philadelphia and, and how would you, uh, you know, how would you make sure that our, our election boards are fully staffed, ready okay. to go? Re recruiting wise, I think, uh, again, we need to reach out to uh, communities that aren't involved in this process and explain okay. to them why it's important. Mm -hmm. So uh, in addition, we can reach out. I, I asked the uh, commissioner's office with regards to staffing and they said they hire a lot of temps, 
-hmm. And I was thinking at retired teachers. Mm -hmm. Retired teachers have been teaching for years and they'll be able to explain that process to people. Mm -hmm. So it all comes down to uh, letting people know. And for instance, the, the teachers that are now committee people, we have them recruiting other teachers. Mm -hmm. So I think every department, for instance, I have this shirt, I teach, I vote. What do you do, Pat? Uh, I advocate and I vote. Excellent. So you should, I advocate, I vote. Mm -hmm. the, the only way the commissioner's office is going to improve voter turnout is if we all get involved, all mm -hmm. city agencies. Mm -hmm. I was part of the transition team for the Kenny administration, mm -hmm. and I thought it was great that during uh, their transition, they asked every department to come up with a plan for better education mm -hmm. and to help our schools. Mm -hmm. I think if we're fortunate enough to have the controller's office, we're going to go to each and a city department and find out what could they do specifically to increase voter turnout. Mm -hmm. Unless we increase voter turnout, uh, we're always going to have elected officials who disproportionately uh, represent the population. Mm -hmm. And those regular voters that aren't voting mm -hmm. are going to be underserved. Mm -hmm. And that's never going to change. I, no, I shouldn't say never. That's not going to change in Philadelphia mm -hmm. unless we increase voter turnout to 50%. Mm -hmm. Now, 50% seems lofty. Well, in the last uh, primary, it was only 17% voter turnout. Mm -hmm. Okay, no problem. We had teachers who voted, who became committee people for the first time. One is uh, Kathleen Melville, another one is Stephen Petro in the first ward. They both had over 50% in that primary mm -hmm. on their first election. Mm -hmm. So you say, well, they're new. Well, what if I told you uh, Mark Squilla, who's been a who's been a committee person for over 30 years mm -hmm. in 39th Ward also had 50%. Mm -hmm. So we had 10 or more people who got 50% or more in an election that only had 18%. Mm -hmm. Now, what we need to do is go out to those wards mm -hmm. and have development with committee people, mm -hmm. right? We have younger committee people and veteran committee people mm -hmm. both kicking butt, mm -hmm. right? Then we, the, the other end is we have some that have challenges, mm -hmm. right? And they all have different challenges. We have a, a veteran ward leader like uh, Ms. Jenkins, mm -hmm. Carol Jenkins in the 27th. She has, the, uh, she has a problem with uh, transient students, mm -hmm. where they're going to register, et cetera, mm -hmm. right? And we have a new ward leader who's also a teacher. 64th ward mm -hmm. is Pete McDermott. Mm -hmm. He has challenges up in Mayfair. Mm -hmm. now, now, we have a new, a, a new ward leader and a veteran ward leader. Mm -hmm. They should get together and talk. Mm -hmm. So we should have professional development, just like teachers do, but with wards and committees mm -hmm. around the city. Mm -hmm. And earlier, and, and we need to get all of that information into the community. I, I, I can't speak for everyone, but not a lot of people are going to go to City Hall to get information about voting. Mm -hmm. We need mm -hmm. to bring it into the communities uh, on Saturdays, on Sundays, etc. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. How would you uh, guarantee with you know working through the the ward system, through the committee people and the and the, and the ward leaders, that it, it would be it would be nonpartisan work through through the city commissioner city commissioner's office, or yeah. would it be the Democratic city commissioners working with the Democratic ward leaders and the and the Republican uh, uh, city commissioner working with the Republican ward leaders? Now, that's that a work? great question. I since we have three, mm -hmm. if I were fortunate enough to be a, a commissioner, we would hire a, a deputy commissioner mm -hmm. who's just in charge for voter turnout in the community. Okay, and and, and it, it may seem silly, but we need those vehicles, five of them, going to all community events. Mm -hmm. uh, Phillies games, any event where there's a lot of people, mm -hmm. it should become a habit in Philadelphia that we all vote twice a year, mm -hmm. okay? A lot of people voted in the last general election in the midterms, and that's awesome, mm -hmm. okay? But we can't always depend on a, a 
for lack of a better term, a presidency where some people are so divided mm -hmm. for people to come out. We need a system mm -hmm. every year where we vote more than 50%. Mm -hmm. For instance, if there were four of us, we would stand up now because we'd have to do a visual. Right now, <laughs> right now in Philadelphia, if one out of four of us votes in a primary, most people would say that was a good primary, 25%, mm -hmm. yeah, right? Generally. Okay. Mm -hmm. when, when I'm commissioner, we should be tasked to get two out of four voting. Mm -hmm. If we do that, like Kathleen Melville did, like Mark Squilla did, mm -hmm. right? Like, I think it's uh, six wards had over 50% mm -hmm. when we only had 18%. Mm -hmm. So it's being done, okay? Mm -hmm. We just need to reward uh, the wards and re replicate them mm -hmm. and face the ones that have challenges. So if we get to two out of four, what if I told you we would be the number one county in Pennsylvania in voter turnout, mm -hmm. the number one big city in America in voter turnout? Mm -hmm. Now I ask you, you think Harrisburg would care about us then? Mm -hmm. Every elected official at the, in Harrisburg and Washington, D.C. would have to come through Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. We'd make up those 44,000 votes easily. Now it should be nonpartisan, mm -hmm. but that one aspect, we should get people to the polls the politicians should get you to vote for them. Right now, I think it's a little bit switched. A lot because of the city committee and the party the way it is, mm -hmm. the politicians are getting people to the polls mm -hmm. because they want those, uh, uh, those uh, voters to vote for them. Mm -hmm. the, uh, we need to get them to the, to the polls. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, well, because, because the city commissioners, presumably un, under this program, would not, would not be pushing people one way, one way or another. They'd, exactly. They care about every voter, Democratic, Republican, third party, unaffiliated, everybody across the board. That's office. 100%. The city's commissioner's office should be getting people to vote mm -hmm. because the, the systemic problem of voter turnout is literally dragging us down. Mm -hmm. And until that increases, we're going to have a hard time doing everything else. Yeah. You know what? We have to leave it there. That was that was 15 minutes. Oh, so uh, <laughs> Luigi, Vorta, thank you for coming in, sir. Thank you so much. Yeah, all right. Pleasure. Yeah, so a uh, big election next month again, May 21, big primary. Um, uh, use 70's nonpartisan voter guide at ballot.70.org. That's ballot.70.org. You could also find uh, the voter guide and a slew of other resources uh, through our WeVote app and download it wherever you uh, download your apps at home. Um, uh, to be ready to vote on May 21. And then finally, thank you to Thomas Cohen Harrison for providing the funding for these broadcasts. Thanks a lot and see you on election day. Vote. <laughs> we thank thanks you. a lot, man. Hello from Studio C70 at the Committee of 70. Got a big election coming up next month. May 21 is primary day. Uh, huge election, judicial offices on the ballot, city office on the ballot, May, uh, uh, mayor, city council, uh, but also a number of row offices sheriff, registered foils, and city commissioner. Big election for the city of Philadelphia. Um, elections are like job interviews. The candidates are like the job applicants. Voters like the hiring committee. We do have one of the job applicants with us this afternoon. One of the job applicants for city commissioner, Carla Kane. Yes. Welcome. Thank you. Glad you're here. Thank you. I'm glad you're having a program like this. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's an office that not enough Pennsylvania or Philadelphians know about. Um, so uh, why don't we start with this? You're running for city commissioner. How do you see that job and, and why are you running for it? I believe the city commissioner position is the, one of the most important positions. It's the beginning part of democracy. How can you not want to encourage people to vote? People died for the institution of voting. Mm -hmm. That is the most important. And one aspect I think they don't want anyone to know, mm -hmm. meaning the parties to be, because they don't want to encourage the institution to know the importance of voting. Mm -hmm. We have to encourage all specters of life mm -hmm. that's eligible to vote, that's 18 
108. My father's 94. He never missed a voting. Mm -hmm. Never. You know, I want to encourage people to vote. And I believe that if we had more people and we practice the institution of vote, just like we have Welcome America come here. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's all kinds of little crusades and did the city shut down? The mm -hmm. That's how I should be on voting. Mm -hmm. That's how I should be on voting. And the city commissioner is an office that not too many people know about. Mm -hmm. And I believe it's by design. Mm -hmm. You know, it's by design. If elected as being a commissioner, you won't just see me in city hall. Mm -hmm. It's 66 wards. I promised I would visit all the wards. Mm -hmm. And there, each neighborhood has a recreation center. Mm -hmm. I will attend every recreation center that's open. Mm -hmm. We need we need to get out of city hall and go to the voters. Yeah, so you know I know the elections uh, are are not a new thing for you, and then you're also an experienced committee person. Yes. Um, you know, can you talk a little bit about your like your background professionally, civically in the in community, and how that will translate into you being a, a, a city commissioner? Okay, this is my second term on mm -hmm. being a city committee, and my first term on being state committee. Okay. Okay. I got my undergraduate degree at Cheney. Mm -hmm. I got in political science. I got my um, master's degree at Strayer, and now I'm working on my PhD in government. Mm -hmm. Okay, I have always been civically involved back, back with my family, mm -hmm. with my dad. He's been active in the community. Mm -hmm. And I noticed that when I, at the elections, people would come to me and say, Carla, what are we voting for? I mm -hmm. said, oh my God. So I started inviting people to my house mm -hmm. and teaching them about the three branches of government, mm -hmm. county, state, and local. I got 2,400 people, new registered people to vote, mm -hmm. you know, registered to vote. Okay. So I, um, I knew that there was a call and a need for it. And at the level that I am as a committee person, state committee, I don't have power for influence, meaning legal influences, mm -hmm. you know, I want to turn voting not into a one-day process. Mm -hmm. It should be at least a two-day process. Mm -hmm. Okay. I want to open primary. Mm -hmm. I don't believe in discouraging anyone. Mm -hmm. I don't think if you're an independent or Republican or whatever or Democrat, everyone should have the opportunity to vote. Mm -hmm. To vote. A lot of people put their lives online for this democracy. Mm -hmm. And I believe in voting. Mm -hmm. I just believe in voting. And I think everyone should have the opportunity. Mm -hmm. So you just mentioned a couple possible reforms there that uh, you know they, they would have to be accomplished at the state level, perhaps extending the amount of time for voting or uh, allowing uh, uh, independent uh, voters to participate in the primaries, right? Open, open primaries. Uh, of, the, of the issues that the, the city commissioners have to oversee, I mean, one of them is election integrity and election security, you know, that we have had a controversial kind of process uh, follow a play out around um, the purchase of new voting machines. You know, can you speak to like, what, what would you do to make sure uh, that in fact our elections are secure here in, in Philadelphia and how would you guarantee to the voters that, that, that that's the case? First of all, we need to hire people with integrity okay. in the commissioner's office. And we also need to make sure the staff is adequately uh, trained. Mm -hmm. they, need to, they need formal training. Mm -hmm. They don't need, at, they don't need um, Flintstone training. They need a 21st century training. Mm -hmm. And we have to encourage that. For example, if, if, they, if they're submitted, say 2,000 new applications for registration, mm -hmm. tell me why they only send out 100 actual new cards. Something is wrong with that process. Mm -hmm. Someone needs accountability. There needs to be a check and balance. Mm -hmm. I believe if there's a check and balance in the process, it would be extremely difficult, not impossible, but extremely difficult to, to have these mishaps. Mm -hmm. 
So I'm, I'm, I'm not, um, I'm not, you know, certain what exactly what the number would be for like, you know, registration applications put in and the number process and, and then exactly. put out, but you know, how, how would you, you know, how would you guarantee, you know, guarantee that we can see how well things are going or, or not going, uh, you know, in, in the, in that office, how would you, how would you guarantee that level of transparency? We need a transparency. Like I said, we need checks and balance. Okay. And I think every office should have a goal. If okay. we worked at McDonald's, mm -hmm. my, and I, and I was a, um, a franchise owner, mm -hmm. it was my responsibility to the ownership that I have to have a certain dollar amount. We should have in the same thing in the commissioner's office that we should have a certain amount of new registered people mm -hmm. that we addressed. Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, of, of, and you mentioned tra your training just now. So I, I assume you're, you're referring both to the staff uh, at the at the voter the larger voter registration office in Delaware and Spring Garden. Are, are you referring to uh, you know poll workers as well? We have thousands and thousands of poll workers across I'm the city. I'm speaking the whole across program the across the border mm -hmm. from A to Z yeah. because if you think about it, we all should work collectively. Mm -hmm. And so when one has a misstep, if it trickles mm -hmm. down, mm -hmm. it, it trickles down it's like a snowball effect. So mm -hmm. I think that mm -hmm. everyone needs new. Mm -hmm training. Mm -hmm. how, would, how would you envision that training? I mean, you mentioned the 20, 21st century type training. Like, what, would, what does that look like? 21st century training, um, if elected, when mm -hmm. I'm elected, what I would do for all poll watching certificates, mm -hmm. I would also when, continue on bringing them down to Delaware Avenue mm -hmm. and have a, a hands-on, hands-on training, but they will also have an app that they can go to to look and follow and mm -hmm. get constant reminders and updates. So, Anything that they didn't understand mm -hmm. at that meeting, mm -hmm. at that training, mm -hmm. they can go back to the app and be self-taught. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. and the, and, you know, in the 21st century, we have to take advantage of social media and we have to take advantage of technology. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, if, you know, for the folks at home that may not be you know, intimately familiar with the city commissioner's office, there, there are three city commissioners who serve together on the county board of elections and it's supposed to be, a, it, it is a bipartisan body. Yes. It's required by, by state law. Could you speak to a little bit how you would see uh, working with your uh, your colleagues, uh, you know, presumably a Democratic colleague and a Republican colleague on the county board of elections? Okay, mm -hmm. I, I wanted to add this a little bit. Mm -hmm. A lot of individuals don't know. The reason why is there's three, because mm -hmm. they base it on the population of voting, meaning here in Philadelphia, there's a little over 900,000 registered voters. And I think about 87.5% is registered Democrat. Mm -hmm. So they're the majority. Mm -hmm. So the city rules said it'd be two majority and one minority. So if, if one day, if it flipped and we all become Republicans, mm -hmm. it will be two Republicans and one Democrat. Mm -hmm. That's why you always have two Democrats. Mm -hmm. Well, you don't always, it's based on registration, people registration, their party. Mm -hmm. So I want them to be clear about that. Mm -hmm. A lot of individuals don't know that. Mm -hmm. Now, to work with you, once I become a commissioner, I'm no longer, uh, I, am, I hold a Democratic logo, I am a Democrat, mm -hmm. but I'm for everyone, every individual that's qualified to vote. Mm -hmm. Well, they, you, whether you're a Republican, independent mm -hmm. or whatever, you should be able to come to my office and serve. Mm -hmm. And I believe that partisanship when it comes down to a body, it's, it has nothing to do with partisan. Mm -hmm. It has something to do with the Philadelphia residents, the voter, mm -hmm. what's best for them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, let me also bring this up. So like here at 70, we talk a lot about the, the voting experience. Is, yes, it, is, it, is it smooth? Is it, is it, you know, is it enjoyable? Um, you know, given, you know, what you know from yourself as, as a voter, but also the, the you know, other people you, you, you know and have come across in, in Philadelphia, 
you know, what should change, if anything, ab about that experience? And we can, this could be, again, a change in the amount of time that's available to actually go to the polls. It could be um, uh, customer service preparation for, for poll workers. Like, what should, that ex what, what should that experience be like? That experience should make you want to come and vote. It shouldn't be, it, it, should, it should also be a pleasure, mm -hmm. an honor to come and vote. Mm -hmm. You know, it shouldn't be like, oh man, I got to go and do this. We mm -hmm. need to get more up-to-date mm -hmm. facilities. I have heard like one polling location, a woman said, it's so dark in me, I can't see. Mm -hmm. You know, why can't we change the pattern and where we have places that, that are more cleaner and accessible, mm -hmm. things like that. That's for example, we need to have longer days. It, why do we have to be a two-day? Mm -hmm. I mean, a one-day. Can we can we expand to a, a two-day? Mm -hmm. Maybe a Sunday or Monday, mm -hmm. have a weekend for people who work. Like, for example, my brother worked 12-hour shifts. Mm -hmm. And if he working on that Saturday, on that Tuesday, if he fall on, he cannot come. Yeah. Yeah. He can, you know, but another thing I think, believe, we need to, over right across the bridge in Jersey, they have mail-in votes. Mm -hmm. We need to take advantage of all of the tools that we have out here now mm -hmm. to to ensure the institution of voting mm -hmm. we need to we need to encourage young people to vote mm -hmm. i don't believe in talking at a person i believe in talking with them mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. and, and and you know if uh you know if you're going to be doing you know voter information and, and engagement uh you know work or programming around the city like how, how would you, you know, how would you uh, implement that would you do that you know, on your own out of your office or working with the other other two commissioners See, or with the staff? Well, no, like I said, I'm mm -hmm. holistic. I believe okay. in working with everyone. Mm -hmm. And I also believe in, for example, mm -hmm. if you have to, if what I'm doing and what I want to do, meaning extending voting time, mm -hmm. I have to work with our state legislator. Mm -hmm. I have to work with that because it's a state law. So mm -hmm. I have to let it, let whoever our state representative know, we have to encourage this and push this through Harrisburg. Mm -hmm. You know, and it has, to, and I have to show an incredible effort that I'm doing it. Mm -hmm. And I have to let the people, the voters know that this is what I want you to do. And this is how we need to go approach this, mm -hmm. approach a two-day voting process. Mm -hmm. But I believe that we all need to, in this melting pot, mm -hmm. everyone needs to be included and tell the voter how important it is to vote mm -hmm. and why voting is important. Mm -hmm. We... It's, it's not a one thing operation. It's a body of three that has to work together. Mm -hmm. And, and you know, so these, these three offices, they are independently elected and, and, apart, and apart from the rest of the city government uh, in, in most respects. What do you think are the greatest opportunities for collaboration between the office of the city commissioners uh, and the rest of the city government? I mean, the, the executive branch uh, in, in particular. You, you would hope that they want to increase the voter turnout. Mm -hmm. We're a city that is... Um, predominantly registered Democrat. Mm -hmm. We lost the election to, um, you know, and of course I'm gonna be partisan because I'm a Democrat. We lost it to a Republican and Trump won the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. And what can we do to ensure the voters that our vote, their votes is, first of all, is counted mm -hmm. and that we're going to turn it back mm -hmm. and we're gonna become a Democratic state. Mm -hmm. And how would you know if and if if the if not only the commissioners but the you know the rest of the city government were, were you know getting involved in, in voter turnout programming you know how would we guarantee that it's it's a nonpartisan program that the, that the government's engaging in to to, to take vote turnout upwards? Voter, when you go and you solicit, mm -hmm. um, and and when you go and solicit and you ask people, are you a registered voter? Mm -hmm. I don't come to them as I'm Carla King, the Democrat. Mm -hmm. I come to them as 
I'm a um, volunteer, I'm on committee, and we need you. To, if you're not registered, or even if you are registered, and change your address. Mm -hmm. My party affiliation is, is when you're reaching, when you're doing outreach, mm -hmm. there's no party affiliation. Okay. It's outreach, it's civic engagement. Mm -hmm. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll, you know, we're actually we're already towards the end of our time already. Okay. So let me throw uh, one more big question at you. What, you know, it's it's a four-year term. You just you just become uh, elected city commissioner and, and and taken office. What's that one big thing uh, of, that you'd want to accomplish in that in that first four years? First thing, number one thing, I want to increase voter turnout. Okay. I want to increase voter turnout, and that age group that 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 eighteen to thirty five, mm -hmm. we got to do research and got to encourage them to vote because that's our future. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. our future. Mm -hmm. And 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 how would you how would you you know engage with the, the young people? Uh, I would go directly to them. Okay. I would go directly. Presumably to them. in in their schools. Schools, clubs. Uh huh. I would go to the clubs. Too. Uh huh. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. discriminate. Yeah, and, and and how would you? And what's what's the compelling message for those for those young people to, to turn that out? they are our future? They are future. There's no way of getting around it. Mm -hmm. You cannot exclude the future. Mm -hmm. You know, when life is given, that's a blessing from God, mm -hmm. and I'm so proud of it. You know, I'm the youngest of eleven. Mm -hmm. So when you see the opportunity for young people to take us to a next generation, we gotta encourage them. Mm -hmm. It's my responsibility. Mm -hmm. We'll leave it there. Carla okay. Kane, running for city commissioner. Thank, Thank you for coming on. Yes, vote 41 and you're done. <laughs> right. Thank you. So next month is election day. Again, May 21st, huge primary election for the city of Philadelphia. Uh, again, a ton of offices and candidates on the ballot, including uh, Carla Kane, running for city commissioner. Uh, use 70's nonpartisan voter guide at ballot.70.org uh, to comb through the, the, the candidates and make your choices before polls open. Uh, you can also download our nonpartisan We Vote app, wherever you download your apps at home. has all the resources you could possibly need to be ready for Election Day. Thank you, finally, to Tom Scott and Harrison for funding these broadcasts. See ya. Thanks for listening to this podcast extra. And as we say in each and every episode of the 20 by 70 podcast, expect more Philadelphia.